Well, in these challenging and changing times in which we're all living, there's something else that's very important that our next guest would like us to turn some of our attention to. That would be Sue Webster. She's a community liaison in Michigan State University's Office of Government Relations and Student Affairs and Services, that being the census which we do every 10 years in this country, mandated by the Constitution. It's that time again. Sue, welcome to MSU today. Thank you very much. So start by what is the census? It only comes around every 10 years. We may all not be as in tune to what it is as we should be. What is it? So the census essentially is a count of every single person in the United States. And um, it provides critical information that lawmakers, business people, teachers, many others use when providing um, daily service and support in the community. So um, it's important that this count occur every, it it is mandated by the Constitution, as you said, and it occurs every 10 years. And two of the most critical things that are determined based on that number, um, the first thing would be that the number of seats, uh, legislative seats for each state, um, you know, are, are determined by the census count. So they're used to draw congressional and state legislative districts. And then the other thing is, frankly, federal funding. So when you're thinking about federal monies, which go to local hospitals, fire departments, schools, roads, and many other resources, those are based on census data. So that's why it's so important for each community to get involved. And this year will mark the 24th time that the United States has counted its population since the year 1790. And Sue, I know the form just arrived in my mail recently. So what do we need to know and do? How do we actually go about getting counted? Well, this is uh, kind of interesting because in the past we've done it primarily just by filling out the form and sending it back or an enumerator shows up and says you didn't fill out your form. Um, So now we are uh, doing this in three different ways. It can be completed online, which many uh, people are utilizing. There's a a degree of comfort with uh, working on things um, online for those of us that that are well-versed in it. But if you would prefer to send in a form by mail, you can do that and you can uh, also call in. So people are getting an invitation to respond, and um, you know there are some different ways that you can go about doing that. And what about, Sue, like some a lot of seniors that live alone? I just heard a report where a quarter of our seniors claim to be socially isolated. How do we make sure they're doing it? I know that each of the communities um, has a, a group designated to work on census activities, really complete count. We have one for the state of Michigan, but then in East Lansing, Lansing, Meridian Township, et cetera, each community um, has particular things they're doing to get at hard-to-reach populations. And some of that does involve um, connecting with people individually, making phone calls, um, and, and checking in on folks. And uh, also, eventually, enumerators will also come out and uh, do the count that way. But I do know, just learned, that they are freezing their activities um, until April 1st. And, of course, like so many of us in this strange time that we're in, we'll be uh, taking a look at whether it will still remain April 1st. Yes. It may have to change. Yeah. What about all the students, not only at MSU, but other universities that might have been counted in 
East Lansing or Kalamazoo or, yep. you know, Sault Ste. Yep. Marie that, that are now back home, where should they correctly be counted now? So that's a that's a great question. Um, and because we are in uh, the middle of a, a time that we haven't really experienced in this way before. So you're right. Many students have opted to move home. And the way we like to talk about it is that you're going to want to report yourself living in the community where you've been for at least six months. Okay. So in the case of, uh, and there's a little bit of a nuance here, in the case of students who have been living on campus, for the first time, the United States Census is allowing the institution to upload that data. So in essence, counting all of the students who live on campus. Uh So even if they've moved home, they will be counted as having been here. Okay. Now we have students who live off campus, right? and um, they may have opted to, to go home or whatever, and we want them to be aware that they should count themselves still living in this particular community because they've been here for six months or more. Um, so that's how we're asking people uh, to count themselves yes. when they're students. Well, Sue, let's just sort of do our own little FAQ. What are some of the questions you're getting a lot about the census and some of the answers maybe we've covered it already, but sort of summarize what you want people to take away from our conversation? Well, I think it's important to, um, again, understand why this is a critical thing and why why we're doing it and how it's mandated by the U.S. Constitution. I think one of the... um, things I hear a lot would be the question about um, citizenship or if people should fill this out if they are, for instance, uh, international students or, um, you know, people who have different citizenship statuses. Right. And um, the census does not inquire about that question. It doesn't ask if anyone in your home is a citizen or if you're a citizen. And non-citizens need to be counted. Everybody should count. Because when we're looking at overall numbers, we're looking um, also at services needed in a community or, you know, that sort of thing. It's really important to make sure everyone is counted. The other thing is that the answers that are provided can't be shared with law enforcement. Um, You know, that's often a question. And, um, you know, you're not going to be asked for your social security number, money, donations. Um, This is not being asked on behalf of any political party. No one should be asking about, um, you know, credit card numbers or banks or anything like that. This is, the questions are are, uh, very simple. I wonder if people can still volunteer if they want to help out in some way, Sue. Absolutely. They can, they can certainly do that. Um, And I would recommend if you're thinking about your own community to contact your um, local municipal office. And I know that even though um, many local, you know, uh, city halls, municipal township offices are closed, there are um, ways to communicate. And that's usually illustrated on a website or if you call in someone still answering the phone. So as I was mentioning earlier, because each municipality has its own complete count committee, that is definitely a way to get involved. You can also go to um, the 2020census.gov website, and there'll be information available there as well. I would also um, want to mention that Michigan State University has its own um, census page as well, and uh, that's another good place to get excellent information, and that's uh, msu.edu 
slash census 2020. Well, Sue, thank you so much for sharing this important information with us and come back anytime. There's more we need to get out there. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity and thank you. That's Sue Webster. She's a community liaison in Michigan State University's Office of Governmental Relations and Student Affairs and Services. Again, msu.edu slash census 2020. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.